this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2013 movie Frozen, which I am sure you are aware of unless you have been living under a rock. Troll rock. They've been My living under Sarah. a troll rock. Yes. <laughs> My name is Sarah, and I am the mom of a four-year-old boy. And I am Briar Harvey, and I've got a 17-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy, and a two-year-old boy. And I'm going to warn you guys, this one's going to be long. Just so strap in. It's, There's it's a lot. Yeah. So much <laughs> to cover here. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> well, to start off... Uh, we talked about this previously about how Din- Disney started marketing their princess movies with like Tangled and stuff more towards boys. And this was the next release after Tangled. And it was marketed very similarly to Tangled in that early trailers and things did not feature the princesses. And I don't know if they were ever featured in the trailers, um, but I know like the most famous trailer the one that i can specifically remember about this movie is just olaf and sven and it's not scenes from the movie it's basically a short about them on a pond we will link whatever trailers we can find in the show notes but i distinctly remember the boys too and i gotta confess a certain part of me is really piqued by the fact that this is a princess movie which starts with a little boy. I'm not... Obviously, it worked for them, right? Because this movie is the highest grossing animated film of all time, right? So, we're looking at 1.2 billion worldwide gross. Incredibles 2 has 1.24 so and that's five years later but I am annoyed by how boy centric this particular film is so we'll get into that one This movie won Best Animated Feature, no surprise, and Best Original Song for 2013 uh, in the Academy Awards. And the songwriter, Robert Lopez, is actually the only and first ever double EGOT winner. That's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar... Uh, Tony. Tony, for those of you who don't know what EGOT is. <laughs> so this film he wrote with his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez. So Robert Lopez uh, is very well known for being a songwriter for the Book of Mormon and Avenue Q, which is really hilarious when you think of the fact that Disney got him to write the songs for this movie. Because yes. those are not musicals you watch with your kids regardless of the fact that avenue q is a puppet musical it it matters not that there are puppets in it i seem to recall comedy central had a show with inappropriate puppets i cannot remember the name of that show but 
oh boy, were the puppets inappropriate. Crank Yankers. Crank Yankers. That's the one. (laughs) But yeah, so Avenue Q, incredibly inappropriate. I believe (laughs) their song's about butt sex. And then the Book of Mormon, also Also inappropriate. inappropriate. Because that one was also done by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who are the guys from South Park. South Park. So just the fact, yeah, so just the fact that Disney got them to write this or write the songs in this movie is just really interesting to me. I mean, he's got a pedigree, so that's going for him. You know, well, it's not like they're just picking up some raunchy guy. There is, there's a Broadway connection, as there justifiably has to be when you expect men to sing well. I gotta be honest. If we're not casting Hugh Jackman or ewan mcgregor here then we kind of have to go to broadway to get decent male vocalists so which we did for both hans and christoph but even in the case of ewan mcgregor and hugh jackman they both have a long Classical list of training. broadway west end like they are yeah theater singers so i mean that's the way you get good singers and i've always thought about this movie that jonathan groff was misused he gets we one song ta- we'll talk about him because <laughs> i have i have thoughts about him too oh but also in talking about who made this movie this was the highest grossing film by a female director until wonder woman overtook it that would be jennifer lee who also played the Queen of Arendelle. So she oh, was interesting. the writer and director with Chris Buck. Now, Chris Buck, there's an interesting story about him. So this movie came out, the, the premiere was in the middle of November. Less than a month before, Chris's son was 23 years old and in a head-on car collision after his car broke down on the freeway he died and it even worse he just recovered from stage four testicular cancer so his oldest son is dead and he has to go and be sociable on the red carpet and we didn't talk about that to the best of my knowledge at the time that this movie came out and i wanted to as a parent who has lost a child i wanted to acknowledge that i cannot imagine what that must have been like for him to have to go and sell this movie in such crushing grief I had no idea about any of that. No, I know. That's the first I've heard of it. That's crazy. I can't imagine. So, I wanted to call attention to that. All right, let's move on. We've got Kristen Bell as Anna and Idina Menzel as Elsa. We've got, um, I mentioned Santino Fontana as Hans, who you all may know from crazy ex-girlfriend that is his probably biggest other credit um and then we have jonathan groff 
so so let's we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about Jonathan Groff. He, if you're unfamiliar with him from TV, you might know him as Jesse St. James from Glee, where he was roundly criticized as a straight male because Jonathan Groff is openly gay. And there was a lot of complaints about his ability to play a straight guy. So I want to, like, acknowledge that he was perfectly fine here as a straight guy, but I miffed they didn't let him sing more. I'm really confused by that. Really? I don't remember any of that criticism. I honestly don't. I swear to you. That is... What I knew Jonathan Groff... I knew Jonathan Groff from um, Spring Awakening, originally. Um, I just can't believe that there was that criticism of him on Glee. I didn't know that. Oh, no. I thought he totally did okay as a straight guy. Oh, no. They hated (laughs) him so badly. that That is why I think they got rid of him. Because... Oh my god, it's been a while since I've watched Glee, but that was the whole... So he was in the whatever little competition band with Rachel's mom. He was in... I don't remember the name of that. He was in... He was in the group from the all-boys school, wasn't he? No, 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 no. That was the Warblers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) The one with Adina Menzel. Then he was in the group with Indina Menzel. Yeah, because that's who Rachel's mom is. Yeah. Okay. This has been Glee Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week when but, we talk about <laughs> who knows. When we talk about who knows, but what I know is that they hated it. They hated him so bad that they actually because really? the relationship she wasn't supposed to get back together with Finn originally. That actually got written in because people hated him as Jesse St. James. I cannot get over that. You have just blown my mind. I'll I'll link. Some well, I love Jonathan critiques. Groff. I, I love him too. I love him in the Spring Awakening cast recording. I love him. I loved him in Glee. I love him as Kristoff, and I loved him as King George in Hamilton. I mean, I didn't get to see him as King George in Hamilton, but he's on the original cast recording. But he sounds good as King George, is what I'm assuming (laughs) from the cast recording, right? Yes, yes, yes. And he's also on... Mind Hunter, which like at this point, in oh time, yeah, I can't watch that be, show. I can't watch it. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but it is <clears throat> sci-fi geekery I quite enjoy. So, I think I watched like the first episode and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. All right, who else have we got here? Uh, it goes. Josh yeah, we probably should say hi, Josh. We love your work. <laughs> we continue to love your work, and. Alan Chudik will someday not maul your name, I promise. But as the Duke of Wesselton. Uh, Which is hilarious I know. because in Zootopia, he is the mayor of Weaseltown. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and one of the people calls him. 
am the Duke of Weaselton. Uh-huh. And here, and he's like, it's Wesselton. Wesselton. <laughs> uh, another name I'm going to maul. It's... It's 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 Kieran. It's Irish. It's Celtic. I don't know. I know. It's I, Gaelic. It's Gaelic. I know. <laughs> I think it's Kieran Hines um, as the grandpappy. Um, uh, kids movie. Y'all would know him from. He was uh, Aberforth Dumbledore in the last Harry Potter movie, not the fifth Her- Aberforth. Or Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. Because that's child appropriate. <laughs> we do. T- that's what I know him from. Well, come on. Uh, come on. But we're doing kids' movies. Like. Yeah, but the kids aren't listening. It's the parents. No, that's definitely. Uh, God, I hope the kids aren't listening. Also of note is Maurice LaMarche as the King of Arendelle. He's a voice actor from many 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 things but i love him most as kiff croaker from futurama what i didn't know that how did you i had no that? idea i didn't know i just didn't look at it like that's <laughs> i had no idea i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to not hear kiff now when i listen to this movie again So this movie starts with your standard traditional Disney Castle opening. They don't do anything new for it. The song is the beginning of the song that leads into the Ice Cutter song. Um, And then you got like the Steamboat Willie, Mickey, you know, drawn animation. Right. And then you see a snowflake and it comes down and turns into the Frozen logo. My son confuses this snowflake with the snowflake intro to the Grinch live action movie and thinks that it the, it takes place in the snowflake because in that one it takes place in the snowflake. Ah. Like the Who's and Whoville are, I think, in the snowflake. So he thinks that Arendelle exists inside of Inside snowflake. a snowflake. Yes. <laughs> well, it may as well. It's, it could. It could. Okay, so this movie is the adaptation of Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, which I mistakenly called the Ice Queen Entangled. And along with <laughs> all of those vocal fry that I will never, ever, ever be able to forget in that episode, we have the <laughs> legacy of the wrong name. But it's really the Snow Queen, which is, not to put too fine a point on it, like most of the things Hans Christian Andersen wrote, a Christian morality tale. This one is... Okay, this one's a thing, guys. So, the Snow Queen is about... The trolls, right? The trolls who have the magic, except in the original version, the trolls are obviously the devil. And the magic is obviously bad. And when it goes into people's hearts, it obviously makes them bad too. So 
we go through the rest of this story, which is similar but very different overall from Frozen. And at the end, we have a Bible verse. Matthew 18.3, by chance. Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So, there you go. If your heart is touched by ice, you surely will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, um, I can say that I was, I'm pretty sure that at one point Disney had um, the Elsa character be a more villainy character to match up more with that original story. But I had no idea that it was like that. I don't think Disney ever intended their version to be like that. You know, I can't say. I'm not Disney. I don't know. <laughs> Disney does some interesting things with adaptations. And mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit later about The Little Mermaid when we get into the conspiracy theory. But that, too, is yeah. Hans Christian Andersen. And it, too, is a morality play, which mm-hmm. makes the animated issues of the little mermaid even funnier right the boobs Mm -hmm. and the sex and the Mm -hmm. erect minister (laughs) those are just the ones i remember off the top of my head but of course when we were children this is what we had right there was no internet porn so it was looking for the hidden messages in disney films and the little mermaid had a lot of them Mm-hmm. Right. It definitely did. Okay, so we've already we've already complained a little bit about the girl marketing, but really, this movie starts with Kristoff and Sven, which it's not about them. They're fabulous characters. I don't have anything against them relatively as foils or as protagonists or anything else. But if we talk about this movie and what it really is, it's about the love of sisters, right? So then the movie should start with the sisters. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really, I mean, I guess it reminds me a lot of how Tangled starts with Flynn Rider and the, this is the story of how I die. Right. You know, it's, it's redirecting it right from the beginning. Um, my son loves the beginning of this movie. He loves the ice cutters. And he kind of looks like Kristoff a little bit. So we are fond of the opening, but I completely understand why you would not be. You know, and I think again, that's a valid point. It's not even <laughs> that I don't like it. I'd love it if right. this scene was, in fact, moved a little bit later I I mean it doesn't necessarily work that way and I get that but Mm -hmm. we could have we could have made it work so that we meet Elsa and Anna first right that's yeah I got it I understand so we have Kristoff and Sven and they are are they it's difficult to say are they alone are they like orphans are they i don't know i 
The only way I can um, make it work as a story is that they are kidnapped by the trolls. That's it. That's all I got. Because why else are... Like, a dad brought his son and his son's pet reindeer to work cutting ice, right? And they're all going back, and the son gets distracted by this frosty path through the woods, as a small child is wont to do, get distracted. And he goes, and he watches the trolls, and then he gets kidnapped by the troll, who says, Oh, I'm gonna keep you. (laughs) And I'd accept all of that, except for none of those men seem to have a care in the world about... (laughs) Sven or Kristoff. They don't they don't acknowledge don't their presence. <laughs> no, but as they're leaving, nobody turns around and goes, Hey, Jack off, catch up, you're slowing us down. None of that happens. So I'm just feeling like he's my sense of it is he's an orphan. <laughs> who has tagged along with the ice cutters because they're the guys who will have him. And then he ends up with the trolls and nobody cares that he's gone. And she adopts him. See, I like that so much better. She, 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 she cozies these little tiny orphans to her bosom and troll adopts them. That just seems wonderful to me. Okay. Clearly, we have different theories on this one. (laughs) So, they... But we start, then, with Elsa and Anna playing with the snow. And Anna gets hit with that bolt of magic. And then her parents, the king and queen take them all take them both to the trolls and you have a line here that you liked oh when they go when they're at the trolls they see the head troll brand pabby which i didn't catch that name while watching it so do they actually call him grand i don't know if they ever call him no actually think they they do it some point when they're looking okay. for him maybe later when they come back with right. on or when yeah i think christoph calls him that so he has a he has a bit of foreshadowing there when he's healing anna he says the heart is not so easily changed but the head can be persuaded because later on she gets hit in the heart uh-huh So he heals her, but he has to remove the memories of the magic because, okay, let me, let me see if I can reason out how they're working the magic here. That if she remembers it, it will make her explode. We'll call it, we'll call it the Dr. Donna problem from Dr. Who. No, Dr. Oh no. Oh no. Did I did I start something here? Yeah. So No, that's just Donna. 
the most important woman in the world or universe. Can't remember that she's the most important woman in the universe. It's so fucking tragic to me. (laughs) But this is kind of the same thing. Anna can't remember that the magic exists because if she does, it will hurt her is, I believe, why they remove the memories. Because if she remembers the magic, it will make the magic worse. That's my theory of it, okay. anyway. I'll take that theory. Okay. It works for me. But then, we have quite possibly the worst case of <laughs> Disney parenting on record. Because what the parents do do here is they isolate the girls they shut Elsa in a room they teach her to repress her feelings which seems like conceal don't feel right because conceal don't feel that's gonna be effective I don't recall ever telling my teenage daughter hey don't feel your feelings and having that work <laughs> out Let's just repress this. Yeah. Because that it's, it's can't fine. ever become a problem. No, no, yeah. that... No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I just... <laughs> surely, surely there was, if not a manual for them to consult, some traveling gypsy or another, right? That they could say, <laughs> hey, what should we do with our magic daughter here? I just... So, sh- when they have the conversation with Grand Poppy, he asks if she was born with the magic or cursed. Right. And they say she was born, right? And I have to imagine, this is the headcanon I have put together, that this power somehow runs in the family because how else would they have known they have to go to the trolls? Like, you know, that kind of like, oh, it is like, Family lore, right? Ooh, Somebody else in this family accepted. has had this power head before. Headcanon accepted, definitely. Okay. okay. Alright. So, maybe they should also know how to deal with this. <laughs> well, that would be too easy, I think. Right, right. So, and then they go and die. And then they go and die. And <laughs> I will let you tell the Disney conspiracy story here. Because, my <laughs> friends... This one is a doozy. Well, I, it's pretty... It's in-depth. In it's in-depth. There is a conspiracy theory that the King and Queen of Arendelle die in a shipwreck on the way to Rapunzel and Eugene's wedding. And not only that, but the shipwreck in... Like, the ship underwater... In the Little Mermaid is the wreck of the King and Queen's ship. Now, the confirmation, <laughs> you're missing the bunny rabbit ears that I'm doing here. Yes, yes. But the, yeah. the confirmation of this theory <laughs> is about three seconds of clip. Is it? It's not even that. Long. I don't even think it's, it's that. It's not even that long. With, it's like one frame. It's really. It's 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 not a lot of what appears to be Rapunzel. So I would say it is 
pretty clearly Rapunzel yep. and Flynn. But it is not uncommon for animators to put things like that into movies. Well, Rapunzel, maybe, because of the dress. Flynn, I'm not right. sure about, because it's possible he's let his hair grow out, but this is Flynn Rider we are talking about here, and he's kind of vain, and the hairstyle on this guy is a little more moppish. But we will link this in the show notes so you can all see what we're talking about. And, and make up your own mind. Us out of our butts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so that's the theory. But whether they were, they were going somewhere and they died because... Here's the thing, though. They were going somewhere and they were traveling by boat, which is a slow process, right? And they tell Anna, the two or weeks. Elsa, one of the girls, they tell one of the girls, two weeks! Where are you going in a boat that you're going to be there and back in two weeks? And you're not, you're obviously not spending any time where you're going. Unless, like, this is England and France and they're traveling across the channel. Theoretically, we could argue that we're talking about Western Europe. So any okay. reasonable boat travel is not that far. After they died, then, so we have Elsa's coronation, right? And she's supposed to touch the crown and scepter with her bare hands which is a thing because in addition to her conceal don't feel mantra her parents gave her the magic gloves or whatever which she uses to not touch things so now she has to touch the crown and the scepter and that's why she's all freaked out and we have Anna's I want song Right? That's where right. this comes? So, right. So I think that this is probably, um, this is very telling of having Robert Lopez write your lyrics. Originally, the, song, the lyric I want to stuff some chocolate in my face was, I hope that I don't vomit in his face. They actually go into this on, like, there's additional tracks on the soundtrack. Um but Disney decided that was unacceptable because it was a reference to bodily fluids. I, and if you listen to the line, it really kind of makes more sense with the I, I want to vomit in his face because she's talking about how nervous she would be. And I don't know. Yeah, head, actually, that all in makes face so is, much more yeah. sense to me. Vomit. Yeah. But what? So we don't talk about bodily fluids as well. We don't Disney... talk about okay. bodily fluids. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Disney. Great. <laughs> and then that is also the sequence where you see the swing painting that we had talked about pri you know, previously in the Tangled episode. And there are actually a bunch more paintings in that sequence that are not necessarily exact representations but they're um close enough that people have gone through and said okay well this one's probably this painting and this one's probably this painting and we will link that in the show notes because it's just really interesting to see how disney like disney-fied those paintings 
and also kind of made them appropriate to the song. There's a lot of dancing paintings or mm-hmm. just party paintings mm-hmm. or um, courtship paintings. So then we have all the guests show up, right? And there's the whole entrance of people. This is where supposedly Rapunzel and uh, Flynn show up. Okay, so we also have the Duke of Wesselton and Prince Hans showing up here. And then we, we have the sequence where Prince Hans and Anna meet. And it's supposed to be, I don't know lovely or something it's supposed to be a mute cue you know like with the falling in the boat and whatever whatever um so did you go into this knowing that hans was the bad guy the first time you saw it because i did not and so i was kind of like i was thrown for a loop so i gotta be honest about this movie I was pretty pissed about the marketing campaign. And so I skipped it when it came out initially. Because at that point in time, I had Young Boy and it was Princess Movie and what? uh, It was fine. But then, of course, eventually I had to see the thing. And by then... All you heard was let it go. Do you do you mm-hmm. remember that period of time mm-hmm. where those three words just everywhere on everywhere. every item yeah. of clothing? It was mm-hmm. so I really I hated this movie for its sheer existence for a very long time. <laughs> and by the time I actually watched it, I had thoroughly spoiled myself on it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew that Hans was an asshole going in, although I gotta say, I probably would have guessed. He's too smarmy. He's just... He's too perfect. But it's a Disney movie, and he's a prince no actually the difference between him and Flynn is pretty marked to me actually because Flynn is a criminal right out of the gate right like (laughs) that whole movie is potentially about his redemption as a character with Hans were presented with this beautiful polished prince who, for better or not, I, I immediately distrusted on sight. You don't like him. No. Okay. All right. I did not catch that he was the bad guy until it was incredibly obvious that he was the bad guy. <laughs> I don't... I think because you have the Duke of Wesselton, like, as that, like, he's... The distraction bad guy. See, and ironically, because it's Alan, it doesn't even matter to me that his name was <laughs> Wesselton. I just kind of liked the character anyway. <laughs> so, 
what this proves is that you and I are horrible judges of animated characters. Basically, that's that's yeah. what this proves. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Hans proposes, right? That's pretty quick. We go from immediately meeting I mean... to singing a song together to propose proposal like that that happened they've known each other like 20 minutes maybe six hours but like if we're gonna give them like if we're gonna give them real time maybe six hours yeah and for i love how many people give anna like a tough time about that like you you're marrying a guy you just met or when Kristoff's like well what's his favorite color what if he picks his nose and eats it That was such a trope in Disney movies. Like, all these princesses met guys and immediately and married immediately them. Married them. And immediately married them. Sleeping like, yeah. Beauty and Snow White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all ran off and yeah. got married. So this time, this time we're asking the question, hang on, you've known him for how long? W- what right. if he snores? I mean, you just, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Y- you don't know. <laughs> and I, I agree. I really... I respect Disney for being able to say we, we were maybe not quite right about how we portrayed the relationships yeah. of our past princesses. Let us attempt to rectify it. <laughs> Perhaps. But then when Anna goes to tell Elsa... That's when the whole thing happens, and Elsa's like, "No, yeah. I don't think she you breaks should marry down the him. facade that Elsa's built up." So, and it's basically what ends up happening with her running out and through the square and everything. Um, it's almost exactly like that little scene that Grand Pabby Troll showed her when he told her that fear would be her greatest. Um, whatever you know when he tells her that he has yeah. to be she has to be careful he shows her the scene of like the ice and the villagers and she's wearing the outfit in that silhouette like the her fancy outfit she creates for herself we during her coming out party could talk about predestination there but i'd i'd, I'd like to be done sometime this week so we'll skip that <laughs> conversation entirely Instead, we'll talk about how she leaves and she makes, so she makes Olaf accidentally, right? As she, yeah, she, as she's testing her powers. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and builds the palace very deliberately mm-hmm. and sings mm-hmm. the song. With her frozen <sighs> fractals all around now it's going to be stuck in my head, man. I was really, I was kind of <laughs> hoping to get through this. I, I really like the songs in this or this movie. I They're incredibly well written. I love they the really line frozen fractals all around. I mean, that is like, that's a clever line. It is. 
And I heard it so many times that I hate it with every fiber of my being now, which is, I have to say, kind of ironic. I, when I write, will listen to songs on repeat. I have already Mm -hmm. listened to the new Taylor Swift song at least a hundred times because it's been on for the past (laughs) few days as I've been writing. But for some reason, this one hit me on every wrong nerve. I, it's a good song, and I wish I liked it more. I just, I hate that they killed it, and oh, did they kill it. The radio killed it, Disney killed it, they used it in so many inappropriate marketing campaigns. I just, I can't, so many ways this song has been misused. <laughs> But it's fine. It's great here. Just let it go. Yeah, there just, you go. Just let it go. Thanks. Let it go. I'll let it go. <laughs> Anna decides she's got to go and find Elsa and leaves Hans in charge because that's obviously the wisest choice there. There, there <laughs> certainly aren't any, I don't know, Upper Arendelle Duke. Who's been running the country like pre Anna's coronation like there must have been a regency set up well yeah I'm sure there's plenty of other people to put in charge but no we (laughs) leave the visiting asshole in charge that makes perfect (laughs) sense because we're in love because we're it's 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 because we're in love and she goes to Wandering Oaken shop, which I have to say, I feel like Oaken maybe stole the show just a little bit. That whole sequence in his shop with the supplies and the carrot, it just, yeah. it is one of my favorite parts of the movie. This movie was my son's first obsession movie. He love this movie he is in love with elsa when we went to disney and he got to meet anna and elsa is probably the most adorable thing i've ever seen in my life like he was so excited and he really gets a kick out of oaken like we were just watching it today and he was repeating everything that they were saying he's just He's t- it was tough, actually. Speaking to, like, the boy marketing, it was nice that they marketed this to boys as far as, like, the movie itself. Mm-hmm. But when it came to things like merchandising it to boys, they did not do that at all. I had to look far and wide to find toys for him from this movie that weren't, like, dolls with hair to comb and, like, you know gender neutral version of these toys and it was really hard to find those I've never been able to find like boy PJs for him and that's to say I'm sure if he had been a big fan of Olaf I could have done it but he had absolutely no attachment to Olaf he was attached he loved to Chris. Elsa oh Elsa no he loved Elsa Elsa was his oh but that is he used to say Elsa was his best friend he used to pretend to be Elsa. 
I have videos of him in our front yard, like, stomping his foot on the ground and doing, like, the moves she does to create the castle. Um, and it was really, really hard to find things for him. He's got a couple of small play sets. But he's, like, at this point, he's moved on from it. Um, but, yeah. Tough. So, it's tough. They may market the movies, but they're just really not there for the merchandising yet. Take Which, my money. Not gonna lie, <laughs> we can make those same exact complaints when we talk about Disney and Marvel. Because let me tell you the hard time I had finding my daughter a Black Widow poster. But I think part of that's just they haven't marketed Black Widow, right? Because she hasn't had a standalone. Well, I think you maybe, maybe have the now, same issue with like Hawkeye. Do you think uh, you can no, find actually, items? you're wrong about so. that. You can find no. some solo Hawkeye stuff. It is harder to find, but there was, there were also I found things that would have all of the Avengers, including Hawkeye, but not Nat, which mm. ooh pissed me off. All right. Do you hear that, Disney? Get on the gender-neutral, include everybody and everything if, train, please. Because my son wants some boy-focused Elsa merchandise. <laughs> we don't care about Olaf here. <laughs> and I think that there's a way to accommodate this for all of them in just having individual character stuff. We don't have to put yeah. them together in groups. We don't have to gender them. And while I really did appreciate the scene in Endgame with all of the women at the end, we don't... Spoilers! Sorry. By the time <laughs> this comes out, everybody will have seen that if movie. If you haven't seen it, it's your fault, not yes, ours. Yes, not ours. <laughs> um... I mean, it's it's a tough balance. It absolutely is. Because, like, I don't want to say, no, you can't play with that. It's a girl toy. But, on the same note, I want my kid to be able to have Anna and Elsa PJs that don't have sparkles and ruffles and, you well, know, And it's not just else. about the ruffles it's a, or the sparkles. It's it's about the fit, man. We do, we do this a lot with, in particular, I would say, sleepwear. That we make it unnecessarily mm -hmm. gendered when that should mm -hmm. just go away entirely. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for tight elastic sleeves in a nightgown. There's right. no reason for sleep shirts to have fringe, say. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, we've moved on to bigger and better and other things, as every kid is going to eventually do. But there was definitely a point for us where it was like, well, he really loves this movie and he really loves Elsa. And we really can't find any kind of do thing. Right. <laughs> Because to him, Olaf doesn't exist. And I really don't see the point of Olaf in this movie. <laughs> I think to include Josh Gad being Josh Gad, which, like, I am in well, favor yeah. of because so, I love Josh Gad, but... But then just make Sven an actually talking reindeer. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It's Why not like that's a brand have... new idea to have talking animals. I, who knows? It, uh, I just... Anyway. Unnecessary. <laughs> we... We will get back to relative, I think, out of the weeds. I don't even know what we were digressing on there. Um, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Ada goes to Elsa's new castle, right? And they yes. are... The- she meets off with Kristoff at Oaken's shop. Okay, she meets up with Kristoff, who gives her hell about marrying the guy that... He- she's just met and they find Olaf and then they get to the castle and Elsa is not leaving I suppose no and to prove how not leaving she is she makes I love the name of this snowman marshmallow <laughs> because that's obviously what we call giant snow minions right like (laughs) we call them marshmallow marshmallow marshmallow's just misunderstood oh yeah yeah totally misunderstood (laughs) he's got a heart of gold (laughs) so at some point then anna gets hit again by Elsa's magic? Is that what happens? I think that Anna and Elsa are fighting over trying to get Elsa to come back and fix the snow situation because she wasn't aware that that even happened. And she's telling Anna she can't do it. She doesn't know how to fix it. And Anna is pushing and pushing and pushing and Elsa is trying to get her to go, go, go. Go away. I don't want to hurt you again. I'm getting upset don't really know how to control this in this situation. And I think that is how it ends up happening again. And I think that she doesn't know. I mean, she's never learned. She's learned to repress because that's Mm -hmm. clearly working out for her. And you're right. There's, There's some issues with her magical training. If we assume that she was born with this, then there's somebody in her family line that had it before, and somebody should have been able to say, this is how the magic works. Or hell, we should have gone to the trolls for lessons. So much of this is unnecessary. But she gets none of that. She gets none of that. She gets no training. And... I don't, I mean, I don't think that she is conscious of how much damage she's doing, even as she's... No. uh, She knows... No, because she was completely unaware of the fact that that has happened in Arendelle. Anna's the first one to tell her. She just, I mean, for her, it's just running away. It, but it doesn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're right. So then Kristoff takes Anna back to the trolls. Because she's freezing now. She's starting to freeze. Mm-hmm. And... And he knows that the trolls have some amount of magic. They obviously can't make it go away. But right. they can help her. 
Plus, they're his family. And they're cute. And we needed another troll scene. I mean, let's be honest. That's probably mm -hmm. more than anything else. We needed another trolls rolling around. Okay, okay. So, then the grandpappy says that Anna will freeze solid unless an act of true love reverses the spell. So, Kristoff takes her home so that Hans can kiss her because obviously he's her true love, right? If they were decided they were going to get married in six hours, it must have been love it at first sight. must have been love. He is her best bet. <laughs> and we also have the whole fight scene here with Marshmallow and Hans's men and then Hans comes back to the palace with Elsa and Anna is given to him but he doesn't kiss her he throws her into a different dungeon basically he puts Elsa in the dungeon dungeon and Anna in a... With the shackles. With the shackles. Because that's what you do with a witch. And then... Right. He just puts Anna in a locked room. Because he assumes she's going to die right. shortly anyway. So it's fine. Just right. lock her up. And, and he has to keep up the ruse that he was still in love with her. They made their marriage vow on her deathbed. And like, you know. If he had locked her up, I'm sure people would question that. Yeah, probably. Probably. Right. Right. But then... So that's when he reveals that he's the bad guy. Oh, right. The bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Ah. Uh, he was, I too. didn't know. Were you... Were you... Threw me you really? Guard. You were surprised? I really didn't know. I really didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I am the person who will look at you half hour into the movie and tell you exactly what's going to happen. But this one, <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> I guess because I don't expect Disney movies to have a twist. <laughs> it completely caught me off guard. This was, uh, for Disney, yeah, I'll give you, this is a twist for a <laughs> Disney movie. So... Sometimes the prince can be a bad guy, I guess. I don't know. It's a nice change. Do you think for he that. was bad? Do you think he was bad from the beginning? Oh, hell or do you yes, think he I was do. Just... Oh, no. No, no. Do you think He's he was like. Just... What you have to understand about this story and the time that it was written is that the way that inheritance laws worked is that if you were the eldest you no longer received the sum total. It was actually split up into little tiny chunks between all of the sons, which is why there were so many little internecine wars and things, because the king would die. And if he had three sons, there were suddenly three new kingdoms. And so this dude is the seventh son. He knows... So he would have gotten the same as the first son. Yeah, but he's more likely to get killed along the way for it, and there's mm -hmm. some... Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of backstabbing going on. But if he can marry or inherit a different piece of pie, then he's much better yeah. off. So that's but the I'd goal. But I'd like to see it... I'd like to see it as... He would have... He was obviously going to take advantage of Anna, right? So that's, right. that's clear. But... Was he really as devious about it from moment one as he ended up being as the events progressed? Or was it like, oh, well. Oh, do you think he actually had a plan or was he just an opportunist? No, no, I agree. Yes. Hans is the <laughs> ultimate opportunist here. Because okay. I think his plan was either to come and seduce Anna or Elsa and get either one of but right. probably Elsa to be honest. And when that yeah, didn't yeah. work, Anna was there and gaga eyed already. So he yeah. snapped on that one. And then as events started falling out, he was like, "Oh, well I could just make this work even better." So Right. Okay. All right. But I don't know that so he that... wasn't a good guy in the beginning. No, I but I don't know honestly. He wasn't necessarily evil. Mm, my assessment is, though, that if you are an opportunist, whether it's planned or not, you're still presenting poor character decisions, right? <laughs> the end result is right. the same, whether you're taking the opportunity or making it. But he's definitely a shade of gray, which previous to this whole, like, resurgence of Disney princess movies was not necessarily the way villains were presented. No, I, I agree. I like that Disney has started presenting more shades of gray. It used to be... Because it's giving us, as parents, an opportunity to teach your children. Right. You get to have you know. more... People out there. Conversations. It's right. It's not going to be clear that this person is a bad guy. You're going to have to infer things based on their actions. Um, okay, so now here you go. You need a justification for Olaf. Here it is. He has to be the one to come and open the door to let Anna out. There, there could have been some other something. Reindeer I would don't even have take thumbs. Sven opening the door with his mouth. <laughs> Reindeer don't have thumbs. I just, just really don't think Olaf is necessary in this movie. I just think you think he's just unnecessary in general, don't you? I do. I do. I mean, I like his. I like his song. <laughs> it's super witty, but. <laughs> I don't think he's necessary here. He's one of the changes that they made to the original story that I do not entirely understand the presence of. Aside from the deus ex machina here to open the door, I right. I don't actually know character-wise what purpose he serves. He's 
I think he's just here for marketing purposes. I mean, he's not a good comedy foil because Sven... Because he's creepy, which they lay right out for you. Uh, He's creepy. He kind of is. (laughs) And he's kind of inappropriate, which is weird in a kid's movie. And I don't, I, I honestly, I don't, except for opening the door here, I really, I, I don't know what purpose he serves in this movie. But he's cute, so we could make a lot of stuffed white foam fleece mm-hmm. beanie babies. And we did. Oh my God, did we? Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. So he opens the door, and they go outside into the blizzard. Where Kristoff is still waiting, and Olaf, I guess, also has to be the one I, 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 to, to, to explain to these idiots that they love each other, because that's actually <laughs> what happens here. And Hans goes to confront Elsa and says that she has killed her sister, and Elsa starts crying. And then Anna sees Hans and Elsa together. She leaps in the way. How did they get out of jail? I don't remember. Elsa, like, breaks her shackles with ice. And then she runs out, right? That's what happens there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to run away again. Is that is that the assumption that we're given there? I think so, because... I think Hans tells her that Anna is dead. That she killed her. Yes. But. Okay, she's young, obviously. But she is potentially the ruler of her kingdom, and she is fleeing again. That says horrible things about her potential as a monarch. Because she doesn't know how to control her power, and she doesn't want to hurt anybody else. But doesn't she have a duty to protect her people from Hans? But if she's their danger, if she's the danger... I mean, from her perspective, she has killed her sister. She's thrown her kingdom into perpetual winter. She doesn't know how to fix it. And she keeps making things worse. And she's... But she's more dangerous than... Well, yeah, this is probably when you're... 21 year old girl that probably is exactly what you'd think okay fine so Hans so Hans chase after her and they're in the harbor where all of the boats have frozen and Mm -hmm. he goes he's gonna kill her I mean it's pretty Anna has the choice of running towards Kristoff and making it to him for true love's kiss before she freezes. Or running towards Elsa and saving her from the incoming blow from Chris, from Hans. And she chooses to run towards Elsa and sacrifice her last chance at not freezing by blocking Hans' shot. And then she freezes. With, like, what? A harpoon gun, right? It's like a... Something... I think it's like a harpoon gun. And then she, because she freezes, Elsa cries, and 
I guess the the I, I don't know. This is this is where we get into true love magic, and I'm like, okay, but how long so it does was it true take love for exactly? Her right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How, how long does the, it always takes a little while? Right. Always takes a little while. But we there's got to the, be a tear, I guess. I, I guess it's love's first tear. It's not because. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's 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 Disney Hollywood. Whatever, it's fine. So she thaws out. But she loves her sister. She loves and her sister, and that's her act of true love. Which I gotta say, I really liked. It was so nice. I do too. To not have it be true love's first romantic. kiss. Yes, the romantic yeah. trope. It's so great to have other mm-hmm. options and which isn't even to say that the love isn't there because we see on a kiss uh Kristoff when she gives him the new sled right so but it's it's like the ending of tangled where it's a a love that is going to be given time mm-hmm. to become appropriate instead of being, we met six hours ago, let's get married. It's a refreshing change. That's all I'm saying. It's a refreshing change to not have true love be more important than the sisterly love. So that is that then and yeah we have Hans and the Duke are arrested and exiled Anna gives Kristoff the sleigh Anna Anna punches Hans oh yes kicks him Uh, no no I believe it's a nice solid punch good for her yeah nice right hook I believe and Elsa realizes that the key to controlling her power is love. Is love. It's always love. love All you love, need is love. love. John Lennon said that. <laughs> Very smart man. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We could get into a whole thing about John Lennon, <laughs> but today's not the day. Today is not the day. <laughs> that quote was from Independence Day, though. John Lennon said that. Very smart man. (laughs) Alright, so this movie, as I said, I hated it going in, so it was not a crier for me. There might be a tear or two shed somewhere along the way, but this one was not... I don't know. I didn't cry about this movie. Um, It didn't... There's nothing about it that makes me have feels in reference to my own personal story in life so i don't cry <laughs> i i'm 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 sure it, it's a good story and i'm sure it hits people significantly in some ways in some feelers it's just not my feelers on this do you one. have a sister i have a much younger sister she's 16 years younger so you, than me so yeah so you don't have this kind of relationship. So with we her. do not know. In fact, when no. she and was I don't young, have a sister either. When she was young, I was more often 
mistaken for her mother than sure her right. sister. So yeah, so yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, it's, it's the just people with close sisterly I'm relationships sure. that maybe have the I'm emotional sure. reaction to this one because I do not. I, mm, <laughs> um, so it's not even on the scale. No, it's it's really it's a zero. It's it's, it's a zero on the blubber ability scale for me. We have Halloween costumes next. Please do wear all of these. I frozen. Well, good luck finding anything about Olaf or Elsa. Well, I mean, <laughs> so don't try to look for a Kristoff costume. <laughs> well, but you could you could manufacture a Kristoff costume fairly easily, couldn't you? You're giving me a lot of credit. Here. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you had a dog, you could put horn. Oh, that would be adorable. I don't have a dog. I, I don't have a dog. Couldn't you imagine? Yeah, that it would be, be great. So cute. And a little sled yes, that could be it like would be amazing. a wagon. Yes. Oh it my would God, be do it. Somebody, Somebody do needs it. to do if it and done take it, pictures. Send us a picture. Please do. <laughs> Cause I need to see it. We would love that's it. That's what's gonna make me. That's what's gonna make me be blubbery. <laughs> oh yeah, the the cute Halloween costumes always. Yeah. Okay. But you can wear them all. Yeah, you can wear them all. You can wear them all. <laughs> if you can find them, uh, gender doesn't really matter. I've seen actually a number of little boys in Elsa Blue. So. I think that's fine. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. Wear them if you got them. Exactly. Okay. Finally, final score. I'm going to give this one a four out of five because I have a very huge major issue with this beyond Olaf not being necessary. And my huge, major issue with this movie... Oh, tell. Is that Do the tell. <laughs> There's a whole, like, third of the movie without a single song in it. I knew the musical theater geek was gonna rear her <laughs> ugly head somewhere here. Like... For, that's what forty-five minutes of unnecessary dialogue that could have been been sung is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Okay. I will check on that for a specific time. I guess between, though, like, no, I... the end of the the end of Fixer Upper mm -hmm. to the end of the movie, mm -hmm. but it's way too long. There should there have been at least be more one songs. more musical number. I agree. One more would have been perfect. One more musical number. That's my, I have, it's like, really, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, and that's where it ends. And it might as well turn it off now. And it feels longer, too. Like, for me, with a good musical, the way a musical number is supposed to work is it's supposed to break up the tension or break up mm -hmm. the scenes. That's the way musicals are designed. And with this one, there are a couple of places where they could have thrown one in to break the tension and they did not mm -hmm. and it really it does it makes the last third of the movie 
seem longer than it needs to be, especially when there are things that, I mean, hell, we could have had the trolls singing, or... The trolls do sing. They do. They have Fixer Upper, and that's the last song. Okay, you're right. That is the last song, and that's... So, but there could have been, like, a journey song between, like, Anna and Mm Kristoff as they're trying to make their way back to Arendelle, Mm -hmm. because Jonathan Groff only has one song. And it's not, it is not a singer's song. No. Anybody could have sang, Reindeers Are Better Than People. I could sing Reindeers Are Better Than People. <laughs> I can't carry a tune. I want to hear you sing Reindeers Are no, Better Than People. not going to happen. Fine, fine. I would love to, I need to look into, because this is now a Broadway musical. Yes. There has got to be I bet they've done the sec- something here. Mm-hmm. There has to be. Because Broadway is very, let's be real here, it's pretty regimental. That is all Act 3, and there should be at least one song in Act 3. Realistically, there should be a song at the beginning of Act 3 and at the end of Act 3, but we'll mm-hmm. let it slide for one musical number. But, yeah. Okay. So that's my biggest disappointment beyond feeling like Olaf is unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's a four. Four. Yeah, I. it's a three and a half for me, and... For me, it's let it go. I can't, I still, like, just saying the words kind of makes me cringe a little. I just, I really wish I liked that song more than I did, because it's a great song. It just is I still love dead. it as a song. It's dead for it's me. It's not dead, dead for me. It's not dead for me. I'll probably go listen to it as soon as we're done. Okay. <laughs> I will probably go listen to the new Taylor Swift song when we are done. (laughs) All right, guys, you can still find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, too, but we've kind of decided that since Twitter is mostly a cesspool these days, we're just going to let it go unless it's becomes necessary. Yes, we're letting it go. Let it go. (laughs) Keep going. All right. But you can find us at Latchkey Movies on Instagram and Twitter-ish and Facebook. You can also give us a call at 402-885-4875. So we're still looking for kid opinions. Have your children record us a little message. What they think about their favorite movies so that we can plug them into the minisodes and make you laugh at other small children. Since my kid didn't like Olaf have your kid tell us why he likes Olaf or she likes there Olaf you go. because I my kid never got the appeal and I want to hear I want to hear what kids like about Olaf that's the mission damn it all right yes and you can email us at latchkeymovies at gmail.com with corrections I'm sure we've made some kind of mistake on something. We frequently do. Positive, we did. Positive. (laughs) Positive. Positive. So please feel free to send us your corrections and we will toss those into the mini-sode. Finally, we are 
getting close to the end of our new and noteworthy windows. So if you could please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. And I'm going to be shutting up about this part soon. So that'll be good for you. Leave us an iTunes review. We're going to stop groveling. So that I can stop talking about them. Really, that's, that's about what it comes down to. Okay. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye.